Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. I am Heather Carter, your host. Um, I am a relationship coach and expert. And the the most important thing for you to remember is that every relationship begins with you. And I prove that over and over every week on my podcast when I'm working with people, um, it really does begin with you. So today the question is, what are you denying? And I'm actually going to ask you two questions. What are you denying in your relationship? And what is your threshold for pain? So basically it comes down to how long are you willing to be disrespected? It's a question that you need to answer. So this is really for people in you know relationships that you know something is going on and you're not sure what and you're not being treated the way you should. You're doing everything you can and nothing is working. And so, you know, this is a lot of the time when my clients come to me or they will come to me and they're just like, Heather, it's not working. Can you help us? Or I have the individual on one side of, you know, the relationship that comes and, you know, wants help. So I want to talk today about, you know, what, why we deny what's in front of us and, you know, why some people's tolerance for disrespect and their threshold for pain is so high, you know, and and there is a correlation between self-confidence and self-esteem. Okay. It, it, It is directly correlated between how much um, disaccord, disrespect, how much pain, emotional and mental pain you can stand and how long you can stay in it. And normally that stems from your childhood. How much dysfunction were you, um, uh, were you um, presented with that you lived within during your childhood? That usually is going to be a big indicator of how long you allow yourself to be disrespected or in a marriage that or a relationship that is truly not working and you know something's going on, but you would rather stay in denial. Okay. now that doesn't mean that people that, um, you know, came from come from happy families, you know, or um, or happy families that were presented that way to the outside world doesn't have a high threshold of pain. They do. Um, Most people in today's day and age saw something within their home that um, that made them uncomfortable or realized something's off or, you know, there was no emotional connection between the parents. There was no love shown, um, which is a big indicator for how much. Um, you are allow yourself to be in denial and how much, you know, your threshold for pain is, because if you saw two parents that were loveless, they're in a loveless marriage. Well, you can basically stick it out in a loveless marriage forever if need be. And then on the other side of the coin, if you were um, a child in an abusive marriage, whether it's verbal or um, physical, well, you have a high threshold for that type of pain too, and every other type of pain. So those things are directly correlated to um, how much pain you can take in the marriage, how much you can deny. Because also, what what does that mean? That the more pain you do 
um, take and the more, the longer you stay quiet and you deny what you're seeing, well, you know what? You don't have high self-confidence. Your self-esteem is low. Your self-worth is low. And so I want you to think about that, you know, and I end up helping a lot of my people, um, with those issues, their self-confidence, their self-esteem, their self-worth, because you, you need to understand you are a worthy individual. You are loved. You deserve to be desired to be worshipped, honestly. Yes, I'm going to use the word worshipped. Yes, you deserve to be a king or a queen in your relationship. And your partner deserves the same respect back from you. And if it's almost anything less, then, you know, go seek some help. Because, you know, one of the things is a relationship is meant to be a glorious joining of um, two people in love that will distribute love throughout the world. And that doesn't mean it's perfect all the time. My God, no. But it means that if if it's anything less than near perfect, meaning there is things going on that are disrespectful, the lying, the manipulating, the, I'm going to list a, a, a plethora of things, then that means you're not honoring yourself. Or what a relationship is meant to be. And you also don't want to teach your children that. So, you know, it's 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 really um, it really comes down to you and how much self-respect you have. So let's get going. So I'm gonna ask, you know, the question is why is someone in denial? You know, why would somebody deny what is right in front of them? And um, and I want you to know you might think that I'm just talking about you know, um, an affair or, or something like that. It's not just an affair, you know, it's not, there's many things that, um, that that they're in denial of. Okay. And I'm going to get into those things right now. So it, it could be that they know their partner's having an affair, whether physical or emotional, but they're denying it. Okay. They, they're not allowing it to come to their conscious Self. They're suppressing that information. It's too painful for them. Um, or they're denying that their past, their past hurts, unhealed traumas from childhood are starting to come up and they're feeling anxious, depressed, out of control, or they see that type of behavior in their spouse, partner. Okay. It could be, um, you know, that they, they have these true feelings that they are feeling towards their partner and they don't want to hurt them. And they're, so they're trying to deny them. And they also see that their partner has these obviously very disrespectful, hurtful feelings towards them. It could be coming out verbally or emotionally, or it's just the way they treat them. You know, there there's, there's things that you can't even imagine that I've heard that couples will deny that they're seeing and they know is happening. And why are they doing it? Well, it's fear. For a lot of people, they fear being alone. They don't want to be alone. They fear being alone. But guess what? If you fear being alone, then you need to be alone maybe for a little while. (laughs) And I understand that, you know, sometimes when you're in the middle of a marriage, 15, 20 years, you can't just say, you know, I'm going to go off for a year or something. I understand that. But yeah, you can take a break or, you know, not meaning leave the house, go get a new one. But you can say, I need to do some things for myself and work on myself. That is okay. Okay. So, because the fear of being alone shouldn't stop you from anything. Okay. Because at the end of the day, the one person we have to count on on is ourselves. That's it. You see, you know, and many people go into a relationship wanting 
um, the things that they fear, the voids within themselves to be filled by their partner. Well, the partner's never going to fill those voids for you. You are the only one that can fill them. That, that's a different episode. So, um, so they otherwise, okay. So they also fear the reason they're in denial besides the fear of being alone. They fear they have, they, they have deep seated abandonment issues. I had deep, deep, deep seated abandonment issues and it would definitely, it did in the past stop me from taking action that I deserve to take because I was so afraid of being abandoned. People have those. Um, a lot of people think that they can't get any better than the person that they have. Um, they're staying together for the sake of the kids. So they need to deny what they're seeing in front of them. For instance, this is a big one. They know their spouse is cheating, whether it's emotional or physical, but they don't want to be, you know, divorced. They don't want the kids to, you know, be, um, have parents divorcing. Well, guess what? Your kids are going to watch you in a loveless marriage and they're going to grow up and they're going to accept a loveless marriage. Where does it end? You see, you see everybody, what, what you need to know is the children take what they learn as, as children and bring it into adulthood, right? So you're, you're teaching, we teach what we know to others, right? So they're, they're going to learn that it's okay to be in a loveless marriage. And then their kids might see them in a loveless marriage and it just keeps going on. Um, a lot of people deny reality because they do, they already suffer from anxiety, depression, or they're severely codependent. I am going to be doing an episode on codependency here very soon because it's a, it is a, um, a severe disorder that ruins people's lives. And I will get to that. Um, they have no self-worth. They don't feel worthy of having been treated any other way. Um, and they are super unhealthy in mind and body. Okay. Maybe they have deteriorating health. They have, you know, um, diabetes, heart disease. I don't know other, um, disorders, autoimmune, um, who knows, and their mind is unhealthy. So these are, and there's many other reasons why people deny what they know is happening right in front of them. So when they come to me, my job is to guide my client to the correct perspective, perspective. Okay. So they need to see it clearly what's in front of them. And by the time they get to me, they're starting to allow what's happening to, you know, what is in front of them into their conscious awareness. Their subconscious mind is not able to keep it buried anymore. And so, um, and for a lot of people, um, unfortunately they've come because the spouse has just either, or the partner is wants to leave it's over. Um, and, but for a lot also, they just can't deny it any longer. Um, and so I have to, you know, guide them. I can't tell my client what is obvious. I never tell my client what is obvious because you see, you know why? Because guess what? They already know what is going on. So if I tell them the obvious thing they're denying, well, they're just going to deny it even more to me, okay, and, and to themselves. See, when you, it, it's literally reverse psychology in a way, except for I'm not giving them an answer. I'm guiding them and helping them for, first of all, I need to make them feel safe. I need to make them feel loved and like they belong. Once I can I get those three things going, you know, and they feel safe and they love loved by me and they belong here, then I can start guiding and gently guiding them towards the answer that's right in front of them. 
You see, because again, they already know what is in front of them. They've suppressed the information. So when I, when I guide them to the correct answers through asking questions, through digging into their past, through digging into their relationship, through all of these different, you know, methodologies I use, um, then we can, they can then open their conscious mind to see what is in front of them because they know that I'm going to have the answer for them and help them. I'm going to get them through it. Right. So I'm looking for two things when my clients come to me, two things, either reconciliation or a successful separation. Now, if it's an, if it's only one part of the um, part couple coming to me, one person, one partner, then what I do is I try to help them. Same thing, reconciliation, successful part, um, successful separation, and we go into some deep healing, healing of them. So, and how to you know live a healthy life. And, and, and have all their dreams, desires come true, because that's what we deserve. We all deserve that, right? So um, now for me, and I explained this, there's nothing in between reconciliation and a successful separation, because guess what the in-between is called? The in-between is called limbo. And limbo is a horrible place to be. You don't know if you're reconciling. You don't know if you're separating. You have no idea what the hell is going on. You just know you feel really bad. Well, I can't really work with you successfully if we're in limbo. Because how, what am I? What am I? What's my goal here? You know, and know that. And, and yes, it, we don't always immediately know if it's going to be reconciliation or successful separation. But we need to figure that out rather quickly because limbo will terrorize people. And I'm not kidding you. It, it gets people's mindset and mental health to a place that goes dark. And I can't allow my clients to live in that dark limbo place for very long. So, you know, people will tell you all the time what, you know, you've heard this, that they're the type of person that when they're done, they're done. I mean, I've said that like when I was, you know, my twenties, early thirties and 50 now. So I've said that, you know, when I'm done, I'm done. But meanwhile, there were times that, you know, I should, wasn't, I said, I'm done and I'm not, and I'm, you know, retracing my steps, trying to take it back. But here's the thing, every single person in life, everybody gets to a place that when they're done, they're done. And I've seen it countless times times. And you know who those people are? Those are the people that finally, through working together, they start to respect themselves. They start to see their self-worth. They start to, I ask them, what's your threshold for pain? How much longer are we, you going to do this? You know? And I, and I, and I tell them because this is the truth. I'm going to support you. I'm going to be there for you, but I'm also now at a point that I'm telling you like it is. And that's the truth because you have to get there. You have to. And, um, you know, every call that I have and advice that I give is strategic. You see, the goal is to get my client to be aware of the same things that I'm aware of, but without telling them the information. And it's not mind manipulation. It's, it's gently nudging them to what they already know. And when I'm working with a couple, I'm nudging both of them to get the answers they're seeking, to find the resolution, to figure out what 
Why are they stuck? Where are we stuck? You know, I, and, and it has to be that way. See, I love when there's total honesty between the couple. I love when the couple comes to me and, you know, they're both honest and, but that doesn't happen all the time. It, very rarely, actually. One person is usually hiding something. And it's not necessarily a fair. It's like I told you before, it's, you know, their it's their past. It's it's just other things that are that are that are, you know, um keeping them in an unhealthy mindset and an emotional in, in um emotional turmoil. And so when I do find out if it's not the emotional or if the physical fair, but it's something to do with them and healing, then I really start working closely one-on-one with them. And once they heal the relationship naturally heals. It's, it's glorious. Okay. It's just a beautiful process. And I'm serious. It, it, I, I live to do this, you know? So, um, it's just, you have to understand that unhealed parts, there's unhealed parts within all of us. And, um, when you have those unhealed parts, sometimes they do become, so overwhelming that you can't even be in a relationship anymore. And most likely what's happened is the relationship that you're in, you sought that relationship to fill the voids from these, for your unhealed parts. And it, it just all comes to an explosion. Um, and, and that's when I get a lot of people and, um, you know, it's just, I have to gently coax out those hidden parts. And then sometimes I have to stop being gentle and I have to say enough is enough. And I'm call them out. I call them out, you know, and, and that's what needs to be done in order to, again, you know, heal what's, what's, what's going on here. Let's, let's have this glorious relationship, this marriage, let's go off and, and, and honestly drive away in the sunset. You can do that. You see, here's what happens when people get into the power struggle. When the couple gets into the power struggle, you're either going to grow through it together or you're going to just break apart. And sometimes you can't grow through it together. It's too late. And that's when we do the successful separation. But if you grow through it together, you can live off, go through, you know, to the sunset. You can, you can, because guess what? By the time you leave me, you have the tools, you know exactly what to do. When you get to another power struggle, that's the key. So I'm going to ask you again, let's, you know, you ask yourself this question. I'm going to wrap it up here. What's your threshold for pain? What are you denying? Are you denying something? I want you to look within yourself. If you're in a relationship or a marriage right now that you are miserable, but in you, you know, just know you're denying it and you, or, or you think you're denying something or you just don't feel good. I want you to ask, what are you denying? Because you know, you see what happens is our intuition is our true self speaking to us. And as we grow older, and I'm talking about from like birth on, you know, we're born into love and we are taught fear. And as we age, our intuition, our true self gets lost because so much fear is brought into our life. So when you're dealing with so much fear, the fear is coming from what? A belief, something that you believe about yourself or someone else. Well, that belief creates thoughts. Those, you know, you know, those automatic negative thoughts that come. And then that automatic negative thought causes an emotion, anger, sadness, 
um, anxiety, whatever it is, shame, guilt. Now you have an emotion and you act on that emotion. Think about how many times you act in anger and sadness or you say things you regret or you, you know, or you wish you didn't beg or you wish you didn't do something you did. Well, now you've acted on that emotion. Well, had you been able to stay calm, you know, and actually this is where meditation comes in, learning how to meditate, you know, doing things, hiking outside, getting in nature where you start to calm your mind. That is when you get in touch with your intuition, when you are not in flight or fight mode, when your central nervous system isn't going crazy, when you can really tune in to you, to what you're saying. Now, here's the thing. Intuition is a feeling. It's not an emotion. And yes, I will tell you the difference between your intuition and not what's your intuition is in, a, in an episode soon. So I hope you enjoyed this um, episode seven, seven of Relationship Rescue, the podcast. And I want to tell you what's coming soon. Okay, so I turned 50 February 11th. And I am, I can say, happier than I've ever been. Middle age has been glorious for me. So I am actually... Um, getting a website built right now and I'm going to be starting the podcast and it's called middle age my way 50 is freaking fantastic so you know stay tuned I will be giving you more details on that and on that um in that website in the in middle age my way um you're gonna find amazing tips for anyone in middle age and I consider middle age from 45 on up you could say 42 but I you know 40. 40 on up, you know, so I am so excited. It's going to be everything from, you know, um, mind, body, soul, fashion, um, you know, all of it. It's going to be wonderful. So I will keep you posted about that. Um, Relationship Red Shoe, the podcast is here to stay forever. So thanks for tuning in. You can get more information on my website, um, heathercatherinecarter.com with a C. Thanks and have a great day, evening, uh, morning, whenever you're listening.